This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are back in action, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not hold the country hostage for three long years with a fake claim of Russian collusion. It was made up by these sick people. John Durham posting the findings of his year-long investigation into the origins of the Mueller probe. And it turns out the FBI knowingly fabricated every word of it in an effort to get Donald Trump. That's just how white folks will do you. We are going to discuss it with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Fox News legal analyst Emily Campagno will be in the House. And GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley, who makes a return to the show in hour number three. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. Be nice. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of this shindig, uh, one rule is always be a Republican, be a Democrat. Do not be a There it is. Happy Tuesday. Busy Tuesday day for your radio buddy. Uh, I was on Fox and Friends this morning in the 6 a.m. hour. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I'm sure it's on the website as well. Uh, I just got off the television with Stuart Varney moments ago. We will post that as well. Tonight you can see me on Kennedy, and then I will be on the Ingram Angle in the 10 p.m. hour. As a programming note, Thursday I am sitting in for our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld, and you will see me guest hosting the number one late-night show in America. Wild stuff, wild times to be an ex-cab driver with a community college degree. Few have done more with less. That's true. That is true. And, of course, this weekend we're down in Clearwater. So if you're listening on WHBO down in Tampa, perhaps, or maybe you're in DVO and you want to drive over from Orlando, uh, we're going to be at the Capitol Theater Saturday night. Myself and Kennedy, uh, tickets, some anyway, still available uh, to see us. The Laughs and Liberty Tour this Saturday night, May the 20th. Of course, the big show. The big show is the Durham report. Uh, It came out yesterday, uh, right after we got off the air. And if you're listening to the show for the first time or, you know, you're someone who's just a casual consumer of politics, which a lot of my audience happens to be, you know, this is the good, easy way to digest politics. We're giving you the hard news, but it's, you know, kind of a sugary, sweet method of serving it to you. We're putting your vitamins in your applesauce so you don't really taste all of this hard news going down every day. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But the reason we're circling all the way back to elections ago. Because we are, of course, getting ready for the 2024 election. Joe Biden, of course, winning the 2020 election. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. He is the president for whatever you think of the guy. But understand one of the things that weakened Trump going into 2020 was the thing that was supposed to destroy Trump in 2016. Okay, what John Durham's report found yesterday. Okay, 
is that the FBI, the people who run the upper echelons of our intelligence industry, do not want the American people choosing the president. They want to choose it for us. Bingo. Okay, let me read you the key findings, and you'll understand why I'm making this claim and why it's significant whether you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. Okay, understand this. This is a direct quote from the probe. There's two quotes worth sharing. Okay, based on the evidence, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation, meaning when they launched the Mueller probe. Did they have any evidence showing them they should launch the Mueller probe? The answer would be no. Zero. Okay, we move on. FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of a foreign power or knowingly helping another person in such activities. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. What does that mean? It means the FBI started the Mueller probe, okay, genuinely believing it was garbage. When they renewed FISA warrants along the way, they genuinely believed it was garbage. Correct the mundo. Meaning the whole entire point of the Mueller probe was a soft coup attempt. They knew it was based on nothing more than opposition research from the Clinton campaign. They knew that. Okay, they knew there were no Russians involved. They knew there was no back-channel Alpha Bank communication. But they also knew that they had the media in their pockets And if they subjected Trump to a death by a thousand cuts scenario where the media ran one anonymously sourced bombshell after another. Oh, the walls are closing in, said the media who knew the whole thing was. But the every day the walls are closing in. He's going to take a perp walk out of the White House. The kids are going to testify against him. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, understand this was a coup attempt. It was designed to get Trump to self-destruct. One bombshell after another. One TV show after another. Oh, The View says he's going to jail. The View is awful. Maybe so. CNN says he's taking a perp walk in an orange jumpsuit. CNN is the worst. Maybe so. Here comes Chuck Schumer to say he's a perp. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Every damn day. Nancy Pelosi has him walking the plank. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbag. Every single day. Day, even right here in New York. AOC, put him in a jumpsuit. AOC is a dope. Do you understand what every one of them has in common is what everyone at the upper echelons of the FBI has in common? They all knew it was garbage. They all knew it was garbage. That's the finding here in the probe. So what's the media doing in the aftermath of this? To go, oh, the Mueller probe was a big nothing. Nobody's going to jail. Come on. This is a nothing burger. Come on. I'm on a diet. I can't be eating burgers. What are you doing here? And why are they saying this? Because they're trying to distract from the real intent of the Durham report. 
Okay, the real intent of the Durham report is not to send everybody to jail, although to be honest with you, all the people who duped this country and held it hostage for three years should be in jail. The real finding in the Durham report is that everybody who went on TV, everybody who went on TV was like, oh, no, this guy's Russian. This guy's bad. Okay, everybody who did that was lying and they knew they were lying. So they're trying to repurpose what the Durham report was there to do. The Durham report was there to determine whether or not Operation Crossfire Hurricane, the investigation into Trump, was legitimate. Did it need to start? The report concluded that it never should have started to begin with. Oh, wow. Now, why does this matter? Why am I circling back to this? Okay, their preferred candidate didn't win the presidency. So they went out, rather than trusting our democracy, you get lectured every day, we got to protect democracy. Come on, man, we're protecting democracy over here. Not now, honey. Not tonight. I'm protecting democracy. What, do you got a headache? No, I'm protecting democracy. Okay, we get lectured every day. But all the people yelling and screaming at you about protecting democracy are the ones undermining democracy. Okay, the people who yelled at you about protecting democracy, they're the ones that went out and censored the Hunter Biden laptop. Hunter's a dirtbag. Knowing full well it was real. Okay, something that could have potentially swung an election. No, no, we got to protect democracy. That's what they know. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Okay, but understand, they did not let democracy speak in 2016. They tried to engineer a soft coup attempt. Okay, here is Andrew McCabe. This guy's an FBI director. Okay. Here he is in February of 2019, right on TV, okay, telling you Trump won with the aid of Russia. This is clip four. I was speaking to the man who had just run for the presidency and and won the election for the presidency and who might have done so with the aid of the government of Russia, our most formidable adversary on the world stage. And that was something that troubled me greatly. He should be behind bars. Okay. According to the Durham probe, again, FBI personnel, that's that guy, Andrew McCabe, who you just heard on CBS saying Trump run with one with the help of Russia. Here is the finding FBI personnel, you know, guys like McCabe repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of the FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight, that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause. So Andrew McCabe, at the time he was on CBS, did not believe there was probable cause. Here's Adam Schiff, okay, clip three. There's this ample evidence of collusion uh, of the campaign, and it's very much in the public record. Have you seen, do you have direct evidence of collusion with Russia? Well, I think there is direct evidence. And there is significant evidence of collusion, and we've set that out uh, time and time again. He should be behind bars! You're starting to notice a theme here? Okay, understand. These are the highest levels of our intelligence community. Telling you the sitting president of the United States is controlled by Russia. When they talk to you about conspiracy theories, oh, you crazy people with your conspiracy theories on the right. There is no bigger conspiracy theory in the history of this country than Russia has seized control of our government. 
It is an Austin Powers movie. Dr. Evil from the other side of the world has seized control of America. You shut your mouth, you bastard. Okay, let me give you a little more of this. Oh, it's so good. Andrew McCabe, the guy who was on TV. I just played you the clip. No, no, you don't understand, man. You don't understand. This is not this. Trump is colluding with Russia. Here he is after the report drops saying the investigation is not legitimate. Durham's wrong. Clip five. John Durham is wrong. Uh, That's not just uh, me that says that every other entity that's investigated um, our our activities in 2016 agrees. And that's, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the DOJ uh, inspector general, Michael Horowitz, uh, as well as the Senate Intelligence Committee, led, of course, uh, at the time by a Republican so this is this report, Poppy, stands as an anomaly. Uh, I have my own theories as to why it stands as an anomaly. I don't think this investigation was legitimate from its inception. Don't you have any respect for yourself? So if you keep in score at home, when McCabe was running the FBI and getting trashed by the right, his response was, you can't trash me. You're undermining faith in our institutions. And now that he's on TV as a pundit, He's trashing those very same institutions. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Do you get the have it both ways mentality at play here? This is politics as usual. Totally. But understand, politics are supposed to end once the voters have spoken. Trump won the 2016 election and the deep state was like, oh, no, you didn't. We're going to chase him right out of town. Here's Peter Strzok. I mean, what a dirtbag. Peter Strzok, of course, he and Lisa Page eventually reassigned because they went over the company data plan. They were sexting so much in their torrid love affair. But some of the exchanges were about how Peter Strzok had launched the Mueller probe as an insurance policy. Just in case they didn't get the outcome they wanted in the election, this insurance policy would railroad Trump right out of a job, and then we wouldn't have to put up with all those Walmart people getting their way in our democracy again and again and again. Okay, the bias here is so overwhelming, and the condescension towards voters who exercise their rights in our democracy, it really is disgusting. And it should bother you no matter who you are, because the bottom line is for all the yelling and screaming about Trump not respecting the results of the 2020 election. Okay, Trump didn't weaponize the upper echelons of our intelligence community to get Biden to self-implicate himself in some sort of coup attempt. Okay, here's Strzok, though, telling you the investigation never should have happened. Clip 11. This is a predictable, sad ending to an investigation that never should have taken place. Shortly after he was announced in uh, 2019, he went on the record, you know, as a prosecutor, making a rare public statement that he disagreed with I.G. Horowitz's conclusion that the investigation was appropriately launched. And then he spent the next three to four years with a cognitive bias trying to build a case that somehow it was. And we see the results today. And the results are clearly that he didn't come up with anything. And I think, you know, what I make of it at the end of the day, Joy, I look at his record of two failed prosecutions and one plea that Michael Horowitz presented to him on a platter. I mean, dude, Peter Strzok. You are so full of He says John Durham didn't come up with anything. Here's what John Durham came up with. Adam Schiff 
Andrew McCabe, John Brennan, James Clapper, Andrew Weissman, all of these people. Okay, this quote applies to them. FBI personnel, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intel community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the investigation. As the investigation went on, FBI personnel acknowledged both during the investigation and after the investigation that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of a foreign power or knowingly helping another person in such activities. Meaning they started this investigation knowing it was a scam. They continued this investigation knowing it was a scam. And now they're telling you on the back end that it shouldn't have happened to begin with. John Durham found plenty. It's that everybody out there lecturing us about the need to protect democracy is completely full of He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help. We all know somewhere underneath all of that bright color, there's a man who's not right. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Here is Jake Tapper over at CNN, to his credit, admitting what nobody else in the media wants to admit. The findings in the Durham probe are devastating for the FBI. Clip two. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI, and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Oh, ho, 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 ho. the media released a statement in response. Here it is. Ah! Ah, no, no. OK, listen, we've known the Russian collusion narrative was a hoax. We've known that for a long time. The Mueller report probe came and went. And when it, was o- when it was over and they found no collusion, what did the media try to do? They were like, well, it was collusion. It's just that Bill Barr wouldn't let you see it. He he was redacting it. I'm telling you, it was in there. You know, everybody in the intel community that told you they had definitive proof of Russian collusion was like the friend who has the really hot girlfriend who doesn't live around here. Hey, I got this really hot collusion. Yeah, can we meet her? No, no, she's on a modeling shoot on the other side of the world. Okay, a month goes by. Hey, can we see that collusion now? Now she's doing a swimsuit issue. We can't show you the collusion. They didn't have any, okay? According to the findings in the Durham probe, we're going we're gonna to discuss this with Paul Morrow in the next break. Paul Morrow is former NYPD inspector. If Paul Morrow did this as an NYPD inspector, he'd be in jail right now. He'll tell you that when he comes on the show. And the fact remains, everybody in the media who's like, oh, this was a letdown because nobody went to jail. First of all, for them, they're thrilled because the people going to jail could have been them for all the gaslighting of the public they did. But again and again and again, the bigger finding is that every one of these people was going on TV and lying to you about collusion they knew wasn't there. 
Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant right now. I don't know much about Electric Avenue. Probably a lot safer than walking down 8th Avenue, though, right now. New York is a mess. Uh, Nobody knows better than our next guest, a retired NYPD inspector. The great Paul Morrow returns to the show. Hey, man. Hey. Well, I figured out why you're not in the FBI. Uh, It turns out you weren't fabricating investigations out of thin air during your time on the force. Now, were you? Uh, no, I was not. Unfortunately, I was constrained by reality. I, I'd be the police commissioner if I was able to do that. <laughs> Yo, hold on. Okay. So let me start at the top. Okay, these are these are my findings, and we'll get into, of course, yours, and I know Durham's findings as a whole. But the way I've characterized the Durham report, having read what I have, is that this was essentially a soft coup attempt, meaning they knew there was no collusion at any point during this investigation, including when they went to renew the FISA warrants, which would tell me that they were essentially just trying to get Trump to self-destruct in a death-by-a-thousand-cut scenario, fire Mueller, and allow the media to create the perception that Trump had something to hide. Is that your takeaway or close to it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very, very accurate summary. And because it's an accurate summary— it is just so shameful and disheartening and upsetting and whatever other adjective you want to put on it that there is an entire segment of our population, a.k.a. the mainstream media, who are trying to characterize this thing as a nothing burger. Yep. I actually thought it was going to be a nothing burger until it came out, and then I almost dropped my phone as I was reading it. Oh, it's so crazy because this is the thing. Their characterization of this is based on the fact that the end result isn't mass arrests. But understand, yeah, but the the real takeaway, and this is why I think they're measuring the success of the report and arrests and not what it actually found, is they're very much complicit in what they found, meaning they they were running with anything they were handed by a guy like Schiff or a guy like McCabe, and they themselves had to have known it was garbage because there was never any evidence turned over by the FBI. So it's not like the networks could be running with anything. In a more perfect union— some of them would be arrested as co-conspirators. Mm-hmm. So let's let's review the bidding here a little bit. So you know they they conjure this entire thing, and the uh, it germinates in Australia, comes into the FBI under the auspices of Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok. Mm-hmm. And and if I could just plug it uh, on my website opsdesk.org, I have laid out a summary that's bulleted, uh, you know, and, and easily uh, sort of. Uh, you know, take inable um, mm-hmm. off of the executive summary of the uh, Durham report. So you can get the contours of it pretty clearly. But mm-hmm. what happens is the stuff comes in from Australia. McCabe and Strzok bless it with no corroboration and no review of FBI internal files. Now, let me tell you something. I sat in the federal task force doing terrorism investigations. I had to populate the file that supports a FISA. That, and it's a big rigmarole, and you know, I used to have they they would come back to me and want more documents and blah 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 blah. I've done this. Mm-hmm. It is inconceivable 
that you would get a lead like that from an overseas entity and not immediately turn around to your analyst shop and say, guys, run these data points to see what we're holding in regard. And so because you've got to corroborate it, and all that has to go into the file that ultimately is packaged up and taken to the FISA court, known as the FISC. So what happens? They get this stuff. They go to the FISC. They try to get warrants on Carter Page and on Papadopoulos. They don't get them because the, the judges in the FISC said, I don't think so. Ultimately, what? how the, do they get warrants from the Steele dossier? Mm-hmm. Who paid for the Steele dossier? You all, We all know who it was. <laughs> it was Hillary Clinton. So ultimately, they get the Steele dossier. They use that to get the four FISA warrants on Carter Page. Nothing is going to be done except, and this may make some people feel a little bit better, I would give my pension to be Carter Page's lawyer. <laughs> For defamation? Because that guy is off. Oh, a whole host is just so actionable. He better go at – and uh, that – McCabe is working uh, for uh, you know one I think it's CNN yep. one of the other MSNBC he's working for you know one of the hard left networks mm-hmm. well you know what he better be saving his pennies because if I'm Page if I'm Papadopoulos I am going right at them civilly and the Durham report is admissible evidence this is the best most fulsome investigation that's been done so you don't think you're going to be able to get a preponderance of the evidence in a, in a civil trial? They're going to have to settle with these guys. Whoa. Carter Page and Papadopoulos deserve every penny they get off of this thing. And frankly, he should go after Hillary as well. Uh, that, would be, them should. that would be amazing because we now know the whole thing was a scam. We're talking to retired NYPD Inspector Paul Morrow. And this is – it's twofold. Okay, number one, you're setting the country on fire. Because if you're going on TV as a face of the intel or a face of the DOJ community – and you're telling them we have – okay, understand. McCabe said on February 17th, 2019 on CBS, I was talking to the president knowing he won the election uh, with help of, of Russian collusion, with the aid of Russia. Okay, he said yeah. that. Adam Schiff went on TV, said we have ample evidence of collusion. Okay, he was asked to clarify. Do you see – do you have direct evidence? He said, I think there is direct evidence and there is significant evidence of collusion, and we've set that out time and time again. So when you say that to the public, the public is consuming that as fact. And it's, number one, undermining faith in the intel community on a profound level when this turns out to be false. But number two, I mean, can you even quantify how this hamstrings a presidency as Trump's trying to operate overseas and domestically under the auspices that he's compromised and he's taken a perp walk out of the White House? And to add to all of that, as he's doing everything he's trying to do as president, he's aware of the fact that he's got this fifth column mm-hmm. in right in his wheelhouse inside the, the beltway that is operating against him. Now, I got to tell you, and this, you know, just full disclosure, some mm-hmm. of the people who signed the infamous 51 mm-hmm. Intel people who signed the infamous Hunter Biden let, uh, letter, mm-hmm. I, I have dealt with professionally. Mm-hmm. And I still have friends who are, despite the fact that I'm retired, inside the Intel community down in D.C. And many of them don't like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they don't like about him is the fact that he disparaged the intelligence community while he was in office. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, fellas, now I got to say, does it look justified to you? Yeah. Would you trust your intelligence community if you're sitting where Donald Trump is no. and they're telling the world this guy's a Russian asset and you're saying to yourself, Russian asset? Mm-hmm. Are you guys out of your mind? I'm the president of the country. I mean, that, that... It was almost like a mass delusion 
It was an echo chamber. They just all kept repeating each other to make it sound reasonable. And, you know, Jimmy, these mm-hmm. positions are very powerful. They don't come with their own integrity. You've got to bring your integrity to it. And as the public, we count on these people to operate from their integrity. And that includes these criminal justice jobs, the Alvin Braggs of the world, mm-hmm. you know, the FBI, DOJ. And it, it is just so undermining to our entire system. When these people exercise their power in that way and just jettison their integrity for their own political purposes. It's disgusting. We're talking to retired NYPD inspector Paul Morrow, uh, the website opsdesk.org. I'm going to go there after this interview, uh, compare my findings uh, to your own, my assessment anyway. I just wanted to see. I was texting you how I stack up with the pros. You see what I'm saying? But you notice I just agree with you. So <laughs> I can't get it. Well, here's so a... the safest thing. Agree with the host when in doubt. <laughs> well, this is interesting. All right, stick with me, though. Okay, because the FBI responded to the release of the report saying they had issued corrective actions that have been in place for some time now. But yeah, let me I yeah. mean, these people swore under oath to something they knew wasn't true. Are you telling me that up until a few years ago they thought that was okay? The FBI was teaching them the, the opposite? Well, let me ask you this. Do you see any evidence of of serious corrective action in the wake of what happened in the 2016 election in the way the Hunter Biden laptop thing was handled? No, ma'am. They had the (laughs) laptop for a year when that whole story broke. And in the investigation, when they asked the head of cybersecurity for the FBI, the cyber unit I dealt with, he said, I literally I don't know where it is. Uh-huh. Dude, it's your unit. What do you mean you don't know what it is? <laughs> it's such me? a scam. But let me, all right, let me. Unbelievable. Let's go big now. Okay, let's go big for a second, Paul Morrow. This is just reckless speculation, okay? I all don't. Right, your specialty. Th- yeah. Thank you. I don't have any proof. I do not know that the 2020 election was stolen. I don't know that you don't know that either. But could you just, we're just hypothetically, could you get why Trump could never trust the legitimacy of anything involving himself based on how they've repeatedly demonstrated that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping the guy? You, you know, as as the saying goes, I think it was Lily Tomlin said, every day I get more cynical and I still can't keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's really, it's it's very, very hard now to say, well, you know, that sounds like a conspiracy theory to me because all of this stuff 10 years ago, I would have said could never happen in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, I dealt with the FBI a lot. It was generally okay. I did have my rough patches, as everybody does who deals with them agency to agency. You know, that mm-hmm. happens in all agencies, okay? That's just the way it is. People, you know, cross wires, et cetera. But I never thought that this kind of thing could happen at the upper echelons of our intelligence community in the FBI. And, you know, I want to pair the CIA away from it Mm -hmm. because uh, generally uh, my experiences with them were far superior. And then I land on the person of John Brennan, who is ubiquitous across all of this nonsense. And I say to myself, that guy was the top guy. (laughs) So, you know, you really got to say to yourself, no wonder, to your point, Mm -hmm. no wonder. Trump will not accept any of these things because, you know, for all I know, next week we're going to find out that they did something similar. Mm-hmm. And look, even if you don't want to say that there was outright election fraud, mm-hmm. OK, even if you don't want to say that and, and most of us don't. Right. Mm-hmm. I think most of us don't want to say without oh, evidence, obviously, yeah. there was definite election fraud. But, you know, can you not call this 
a version of election fraud, yeah. uh, a, a version of an uh, with, you know the term they use for this kind of thing is an influence operation. Yep. It's the kind of thing that the agency is supposed to be doing overseas. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not supposed to be going on between the two three letter agencies. And like I say, I, I'm talking about John Brennan now, yep. not the, mm-hmm. the agency writ large. Yep. But this is not supposed to be the kind of stuff that's been go- that's going on domestically, and it's a disgrace. It really is, man. And everyone who yells at you, you know, we got to protect democracy. I don't think anyone has done more uh, the, in the other direction, you know, whether you were killing the Hunter Biden story or you were engaged in this soft coup attempt. I mean, again, this is the big takeaway for everybody just joining this interview. OK, they actively engaged in this crossfire hurricane operation, knowing from the outset that Trump had nothing to do with Russia. OK, it's that stated it's stated as a declarative sentence in the Durham <laughs> investigation. The FBI had no probable cause to open the crossfire hurricane investigation period full stop and they did it anyway i hope they at least got some kickback for all the ratings and the pulitzer prizes that were won i mean if you You want to put a disgrace yeah if you want a pulitzer prize for covering this i mean i would at least have the decency to give it back or you know donate it to charity or something you know you'd be a hero I know you'd, you'd actually be somebody that everybody could trust. You know, if mm-hmm. you're one of the recipients, okay, mm-hmm. and it's going to be all the usual suspects, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Times, the Washington Post. You know, mm-hmm. that whole thing is a self-licking ice cream cone. It's all the same people <laughs> giving each other awards, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't really mean anything anymore. The Pulitzers come out of Columbia. Columbia might as well be Havana yep. these days. So, you know, it, it really doesn't signify much. But you know, I, I got to tell you, you would. You'd be a hero if you stepped up and said, you know what? I am a, a person of the left. Of the left, I don't like Donald Trump. I don't want him to be president. But this was not right. And because they can't do that, because they try to say they they look for the safe harbor of oh, but look, Durham didn't recommend any arrests. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, my assessment here, by the way, I should mention is that it feels to me like Durham trying to thread the needle a little bit. He mm-hmm. essentially laid out to me, probable cause for numerous arrests. Mm -hmm. I mean, opening up a national security investigation without probable cause should be an arrest. That's all kind of at the state level. I can tell you it's official misconduct, but there's all kinds of stuff that should be, uh, you know, going to the hopper here for an arrest. Instead, he spends the entire introduction of the Durham report talking about the fact that not all misconduct is criminal. So essentially what he did was, nah, listen, there's no arrest here. Come on, let's not get crazy. But by the way, here's all the stuff they did, and it's really horrible. Um, that's really the one-two punch of the of the report, and I think he was trying to thread some middle ground there. But unfortunately, you know, he probably recognized the reality of the situation, which is nobody is going to be arrested. Mm-mm. They're all going to get jobs with the lefty publications. Mm-hmm. But where the bite comes, as I said, is going to be the civil process. Yep. And I hope. Page and Papadopoulos now are loading both barrels with their attorneys and going after this whole slew of miscreants because they deserve what they get. <laughs> no, I agree a thousand percent. Drinks on Carter Page next time we get him on the show, Mikey. Uh, are you, Paul Morrow, are we going to see you on Gutfeld tomorrow night? Is that confirmed? Is that a thing? I, I am going to be on Gutfeld. I'll be the one wearing pants. <laughs> well, I, I was told the show's going to peak Thursday night when a certain someone guest hosts for Greg. Oh, God. Are they shipping you in? Yeah, I'm coming in out of the bullpen. They're bringing in Rivera to close this thing out before I head Actually, down. I wish I was on with you. I'd like to be on with you. I've never been on with you, right? No, we were on a panel together uh, on a fateful evening with the uh, – do you remember – you don't remember this. Uh, 
because it wasn't that long ago. But do you remember we mm. did the show and we went downtown to Greg's house and he had the DJ who played the weird music? And we Was ate a bunch you? of yeah. <laughs> That's how oh good my, the night. The whole night's a blur. That's how I good that night got. <laughs> Moral, that was like three days ago. Yeah, we're sure we're making fun of Biden because he can't remember what country he was in. I didn't realize we drank that much Merlot. But oh, apparently, listen, the, the PD the PD took a lot out of me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moro. Good stuff as always. We'll see you on the TV, my man. You're the best. Great to talk to you, buddy. You see too. You soon. See you. There he goes. The great Paul Moro. There we go. Back after this. A show so good, it moves the stock market. The Dow racing up on Jimmy's remarks. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on the radio. Emily Campagno is coming up. Representative Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona is coming up. And Nikki Haley. Candidate for the presidency uh, of the Republican Party, joining us in the third hour as well. But here is Matt Whitaker. He was a former acting attorney general, uh, summing up the revelations from the Durham probe. Here it is. Uh, this is crazy. Clip 13. I'm not sure everything was known. And I mean, what really, I think, frustrates me and should frustrate every American of goodwill is that when this information was received from the Australian intelligence community, um, and Annie McCabe and Peter Strzok received it. They didn't verify it. They didn't check it out. They didn't compare it to what other intelligence uh, operations knew about what the Hillary Clinton campaign was planning on doing. They immediately opened an investigation mm -hmm. and then almost immediately tried to get FISA warrants on Carter Page and George Papadopoulos. And I think it's outrageous that for th three years, quite frankly, and I, again, I was there uh, as all this incoming was happening, uh, that this flimsy beginning turned in to this massive controversy. And every day, if you remember bombshell after bombshell after bombshell, uh, Pulitzer Prize were won on complete BS. Total BS. They said, ah, oh, Trump's colluding with Russia. Not even close. People got trophies for it. Do you understand? Scholarship money, grants, way to go. You guys covered the fake story. Here you go. Everyone should be embarrassed, but nobody is. And this is the problem with the world we're living in right now. Okay, the media is now comprised of activists masquerading as journalists. Activists. They went out and played along with this, knowing it was all garbage. They didn't have any evidence because we now know the FBI didn't have any evidence. So the media had nothing. But they ran out there and said they had everything nonetheless, and they got prizes for it. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, 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 look who is back for another big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're stacking the deck. In this hour, Arizona Representative Andy Biggs is coming by to react to the findings from the Durham report. Uh, we're also going to talk to Emily Campagno, co-host of Outnumbered, host of the Fox True Crime podcast. She's going to talk about the war, the mugging, the attack on beer drinkers in this country as Miller Lite also caught red-handed trying to do the woke thing. That's stupid. 
Use your common sense. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this hour or any hour of the show. Also, the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show and you need to tell us why. We can take it. I'm used to tough love. I used to drive a cab every other intersection. Someone's, you know, middle finger out the window there. You suck, you jackass. Always. <laughs> every every intersection, you know, getting yelled at by a cop on a horse. <laughs> It's never, you know, you're playing in the toughest division in sports when you're driving a cab in New York City. So I can take it. You can bring it on. Uh, But here's the talk that we need to have right now in this moment. We're going to get back to politics in a second. But if you've been following the Bud Light controversy, it, of course, started when they did what? They chose a transgender TikTok influencer by the name of Dylan Mulvaney and gave he or she, uh, depending on what the pronoun is there, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but they gave Mulvaney a biological male uh, dressed up as a woman. Uh, they gave Mulvaney a commemorative can uh, to acknowledge one year of womanhood. If you're keeping score at home, that means they gave beer to a one-year-old girl. I think he's got a point. I'm not sure that this is what the alcohol commercials mean when they say drink responsibly. I don't know that they mean share it with a one-year-old, but the whole point is, I you know, it was something that backfired spectacularly on the brand as a whole. Why? Not because they hated trans people, but because a lot of folks turned to beer to get away from identity politics. We're currently living in a world where we're being overserved at the beer tap of identity politics. They're everywhere you turn. Right now we're dealing with this idea that, you know, Biological men could be competing against biological women in their sports. That's not right. Because they have a huge advantage. Then we've got the people telling us that men can get pregnant. They're crazy. Well, I don't know if they're crazy, but they're certainly not going to pass a biology class. Uh, they certainly wouldn't be able to make make it as an audience member at the Mr. Rogers show. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies, yes, sir. And then, of course, you know, you've got this whole other element of people on the left trying to teach gender transitions to children and subjecting young kindergarten kids to drag shows, which I got to be honest with you, man, not the best look. You know, we're living in an America where one in three kids can't read. At a grade level. I love the poorly educated. Maybe so. But if one in three kids can't read at a grade level, I don't know that the priority here should be getting them a lap dance from a guy named Cinnabons. What the hell did you just say? Point being, with all of this going on in the country, Bud Light throws Dylan Mulvaney on the side of a beer can. And they're like, oh, you know, this is going to juice profits. Look, we've got this new marketing frontier. And it was the exact opposite. sales have fallen off by about close to 30%. Billions of dollars had come off the company's marketing cap at one point. The vice president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, has now been put on administrative leave after she got on a podcast, tried to justify the Dylan Mulvaney thing by saying, well, Bud Light, we had this, you know, we had this reputation of being fratty and out of touch. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, you're talking about your customers, you jackass. 
And that was her response. As people were fleeing the brand, she's like, oh, they're fratty and out of touch. We had to freshen things up. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. I'm just telling you, I've never read a crisis management handbook, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not a passage in there when the customers are leaving the brand that instructs you to be like, hey, you suck. Come back. (laughs) You suck. Come on. What's going on? But that's the strategy they went with. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. So Bud Light drinkers, people who drank beer to get away from politics, okay, now had identity politics on the side of the can. They felt betrayed by the brand. They felt like the people selling them beer didn't understand them, didn't get what their priorities were. Nobody was running into a beer freezer at the end of a double shift looking for a beer that had a guy in a dress pretending to be a girl. And to be clear, he's pretending to be a girl. He's not a girl, okay? I accept his choice. This is America. Anybody can pretend to be whatever the hell they want. I don't want to harm him. I don't want to deny him his happiness or his pursuit thereof. But I also don't have to pretend he's a woman because if he was assigned a boy at birth, that's what he is. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Gosh, if Mr. Rogers were saying that today, though, they'd be like, he's a transphobe. Come on, he's a bigot. Get him out of here. That's what they're doing right now. They're censoring scientifically accurate opinions. So a lot of people were just so at their wits end when it comes to the amount of identity politics being forced into their lives that when Bud Light decided to literally pour it down their throats, they were like, no, we're just no, we're just not doing this. We have a million other options. Thanks, but no. And a Bud Light marketing executive who said she needed to freshen up the brand because it was suffering from a hangover. Bud Light at the time, Dylan Mulvaney posted that video, was the number one domestic beer in the country. Wouldn't you love to have that hangover as a brand? Ah, it's so rough right now being the number one brand in the country. Well, the good news is she came in and freshened things up. The bad news is she freshened things up. Yep, she got fired. Uh, put on administrative leave anyway. Uh, The other vice president, the group marketing vice president, also put on leave. So while all of this is going down and Bud Light's money's just flying out the window, okay, beer drinkers have gone full French Revolution on the company. The king of beers now has all its profits put into the guillotine. It's not good. Okay, but while all of this was going on, there was a second woke marketing campaign floating around the Internet. And this is where it gets so funny. Miller Lite, okay, had released a video for Women's History Month that was actually out and available before the Bud Light fiasco. Okay, to be clear, they filmed it first. But nobody had paid attention to the ad campaign because it went nowhere. It had Alana Glazer, who's a talented comedian, and she was walking around talking about how the beer industry had maligned women who were some of the original brewers of beer by forcing them to appear in bikinis in all of their commercials. In my opinion, that sucked. It really did because the point she was trying to make is that the industry paid homage to the founding mothers of beer by putting us in bikinis. 
And she said, wow, look at this. That's what she called it. And the whole ad campaign is it's time that beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite's on a mission to clean up not just their, but the whole beer industry's. Miller Lite has been scouring the Internet for all of this and buying it back. So their claim was they're going to go buy every piece of beer paraphernalia that featured a woman in a bikini. We're going to buy it up because it wasn't fair to women. Okay, listen, it's so stupid on so many levels. First and foremost, okay, nobody, and I promise you, nobody was asking for a war on hot chicks in bikinis. He knows what he's talking about. Nobody. You never, it's not just, we're not, we're never going to be against that as a society. Just never. You're never going to be like, oh, nice girl, very smart, pretty funny, but she just looks so good in a bikini. I just, yeah, I, I can't have that, or I don't know who wants to look at someone who looks good in a bikini. I mean, this is just something beer drinkers gravitate towards. And this idea that we should be demonizing the objectification of women, if you are born with the God-given gift of being gorgeous, good for you. It's like if you're born with the ability to sing, if you're born with the ability to hit a ball or tell a joke. We shouldn't be discouraging people or shaming people or minimizing those attributes. They were given a gift. Something people admire. People drink beer, and yes, they like staring at boobs. Hubba, hubba. Okay, they do. That's just a reality. And it shouldn't be demonized. It was a successful marketing campaign. So when you go out and you say, ah, that marketing, the bikinis, that was... You're basically telling the people who enjoyed it that they're... Two. That's the point. This marketing sucked... You suck, too, for liking it. There's no way to separate one from the other. This was effective. It made these products some of the top sellers in the world. So this video that initially was made at the end of March didn't get any attention. It happened to time the news cycle the right way. It was before the Dylan Mulvaney video. But understand, a lot of people, when it surfaced yesterday started to characterize this video as a response to the Dylan Mulvaney thing. That can't be good. No, you want nothing to do with that. So what did Miller Lite Senior Director of Marketing Elizabeth Hitch do? Is She went out and she spoke about their goal, okay, giving a comment to Fox Digital. This is a spokesperson from Molson Coors, Miller Lite's parent company, asserting that this video was about two things, worm poop and saying women shouldn't be forced to mud wrestle in order to sell beer. Neither of these things should be remotely controversial, and we hope beer drinkers can appreciate the humor and ridiculousness of this video from back in March, to which a lot of beer drinkers said, Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, because again, you're just dismissing the frustrations of your clientele. The old adage in marketing used to be the customer's always right. But now these woke ad agencies that are prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion, social credit scores for their corporation over the needs of the customer, they've taken us from a world where the customer is always right to the customer is always some type of bigoted, racist, transphobe, misogynist jackass. Which is why, rather than getting real men of genius, you're now scrolling through radio commercials and listening to real them of genius. Budweiser presents Real Them of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. 
millions of beer drinkers spend the day working a grueling shift on the construction site, but you pranced around the house on TikTok dressed as a six-year-old girl. You're a kid at heart. Anyone can hang their hat up after a long shift, but only a true hero can take off their dress and untape their nuts. So crack open an ice cold bud, Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. Normally, beer comes in a cardboard case. But thanks to you, it now comes in a mental case. Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not spend his weekend eating steak, waffles, and bacon around the clock. I did. I was not shaming you. I just, just when you thought this audience couldn't love you any more than they already do. <laughs> Folks, Emily Campagno is an 800-pound man trapped in, you know, a 105-pound man's body, a woman's body. I don't know how you <laughs> identify today. It's 2023. I don't want to upset you. Uh, but your story of camping, just really quick. You don't even have to tell us about the camping. But everyone who listens to me is a thousand pounds at heart. Yes. Basically, you told us what Friday through Monday. Yeah. You're basically a death row inmate being led down the hall to a lethal injection chair. Every we, I was camping for three days. We brought so much food. Friday night, two dinners: mountain pie pizza, so basically calzone yeah. and hot dogs. Saturday night, steak, baked beans. <laughs> Grilled vegetables and then two s'mores. Oh, man. <laughs> Every morning, different breakfast sandwiches. And then we had brats also. I think I forgot to say the brats. In addition to the hot dogs, mind you. But, but, this was just the tip of the iceberg. Wow. Chips, guacamole, six-packs, bottles of wine, whiskey, angels, and it was incredible. There were so – and that was that was like just till 3 p.m. every day, guys. All we did was eat on the campfire. It was the best three days of my life. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was till 3 p.m. because at 4 you had to post bail, is what you're telling me? Because <laughs> she gets rowdy. When you get her off the reservation, she does get rowdy. Uh, we were at Bobby Van Steakhouse on 46 last week. That was a banger, huh? Yo, we did good. Pound for pound, guys. If, if you visit New York, whether you come to hang out with me at Fox or you're just here with your family, you should know Bobby Vans. That's where I've been going for 20 years. I've been going there since I was a cab driver. You're their celebrity. You walk in and it's like the Shah, the Sultan, the King, <laughs> the Emperor all in one. It's so cute, too, because they all come up. They say, how's Jenny? How's Lee? You know, it's they're, like they, they're, they're family. They're Fox super fans, and they're fans of this. And yeah. we do hold the state record for uh, onion ring consumption, which isn't nothing in a place like that. <laughs> yeah, they respect stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know in Kingpin, Roy, Roy Munson's like a celebrity at the bowling alley because he can bowl a 300? Yes. I'm a celebrity because I can eat a double onion ring. That matters at a steakhouse. But really quick, okay, we're not talking about my crimes against my waistline. We're talking about the Fox True Crime Podcast. Give me this really quick, Em. What's on the pod this week? Today's episode is stunning. Carrie Rawson, she's the daughter of the BTK serial killer. She gives us an incredible perspective, absolutely unparalleled, of what it was like growing up with what she says was a, quote, idyllic father. But the more she uncovers and the more she explains, the more stories she tells, you realize he was nothing close to idyllic. And when the FBI came to her doorstep, she outed him for one of his 10 horrifying murders. Will not want to miss this episode. Emily Campagno, Fox True Crime Podcast. Jimmy, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Everywhere. Even places you don't listen to them, you'll probably (laughs) hear them because it's that big of a thing. Um, Miller Lite kind of waited 
retroactively into this Bud Light thing. I had to talk about this on Fox and Friends earlier, and I just wanted to get a quick take on this because you're a beer enthusiast like myself. I feel like beer executives, marketing executives, don't understand their customers, okay? Meaning we don't need them to take any political position. It's not that they took a left-wing position. It's that they took any position because we just want to shut up and drink beer, no? Yeah, we don't want to take – we don't want to have them take away our bikinis either. Look, <laughs> That's a good here's point. my problem with that commercial too. You know, it essentially means that women can't be mutually exclusive. You can't dig in the dirt and make beer and wear a bikini. Guess what? I do both. Yeah. My family has a winery. I dig in the dirt. I'm a woman. I also, as an NFL cheerleader who was sponsored by Coors Light, we were in ads wearing our two-piece uniform showing our midriff. Mm-hmm. I love sexy women. I love women that dig in the dirt, and you can be all at one time. So I don't need from my beer label them apologizing for using hot women in the past, nor do I need them saying some sort of public commitment that that is for something that they have to apologize for and that moving forward they'll never go there again. To your point, I'm now not drinking Miller Lite just like I wasn't drinking Bud Light anymore after the decisions they made. And I'm going to continue drinking beer like Old Armor, Cider Core, Armed Forces, Fob Brewing. Those are veteran-founded beers. They know what a woman is. Yep. They know what a man is. And they know what a beer drinker is. <laughs> but Emily Campagna, you get one of these. <laughs> You come on talking about bacon. You close talking about the importance of chicks in bikinis. Yeah, I do. Just come out and answer the question. Are you running for office? <laughs> I'm just a, a dude in the body of a Muppet. <laughs> That's a, really what I am. A very electable position. <laughs> bacon, beer, and bikinis. Campagno 2024. <laughs> I think you won. All right, rock and roll. Nice. We're back after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs in the next break. Emily Campagna with a quick flyby. But she makes a great point about this Miller Lite woke marketing campaign. I'm going to play you an excerpt from their commercial. Now, just to be clear, this commercial was taped before Bud Light got into trouble for the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. Okay, Dylan Mulvaney fiasco, of course, you know, basically not a backlash against trans people. Uh, People just were drinking Bud Light because they just wanted beer. They didn't want politics. And they didn't want to be told that they were fratty and out of touch, as the Bud Light VP of marketing said. Nor did they want to be told, as Miller Light is saying, that chicks in bikinis is a bad thing. I promise you, there is no world, none, zero, zip, zilch, where people are ever going to be bothered by the idea that a hot girl walks by in a bikini. I think he's got a point. Okay, but here is Miller Lite trying to demonize such a thing. Clip 34. How did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. I mean... Shut up, fool! So, I'm really... Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. (laughs) They put us in bikinis! That's a bad thing! That is a fact check false. Guys love chicks in bikinis. Do you understand? Hubba hubba. I mean, I'm serious. It's a thing. And it's not demeaning to women... To look good. (laughs) 
<laughs> demeaning would be like, you look terrible. You know, that would be demeaning. Demeaning is you put on the bathing suit, you walk out, and we're like, uh, get her out. Get her out of here. <laughs> but again, this idea that women can't be both, they have to be one or the other, is the most reductive thing in the world. So in this Miller Lite ad, women are supposed to be digging in compost and rolling around in the fields and doing grunt work. That's what makes you a woman. And to be clear, it can. It can make you anything. But this idea that if you're the other thing, that you were blessed with that God-given attribute to look good in a bikini, believe me, there's never going to be a world where that works against you in life. Ever, 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 ever. But this is, again, another example of corporations, Miller Lite, Bud Light, hiring ad agencies tasked by woke white women who are completely out of touch with the values of their customers. Tell them like it is. Okay, that's what you're dealing with here. If you know anything about beer drinkers, beer drinkers, guys at NASCAR races, guys at country concerts, Guys at ball games, guys having a barbecue, guys going fishing. Do you know what they all have in common? 99.9% of them really like boobs. It's not a bad thing. It's nothing wrong with it. If you're a gorgeous woman, you should not be ashamed of that. You should not be considered denigrated because your looks were celebrated in an attempt to move a product. If someone comes to you and says, you do this thing so well, we can make millions of dollars by highlighting it, that's not an insult to you. Do you understand? That is a highest form of endorsement. That's true. That is true. Think about that. But they're trying to repurpose this as, oh, no, come on. This is they made us wear bikinis like these women didn't want to put them on. Like these women didn't want to be told they were good looking. No, my whole life I dreamt of walking around and being told I was a dog or completely ignored. What's with all the compliments? I can't take this is no good. I don't enjoy this. Come on, man. Stupid. Stupid is what it is. This is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. That's all, folks. Now, they're lucky because this is not quite a Bud Light situation, but it could quickly turn into one. Why? Because it's a betrayal of the customer. And this is what you need to know, okay? I, man, I, I process this stuff really well. I don't, I'm not good at anything. Like, you'd never cop, copy off me on a test. I used to lock my keys in the car twice away, but now they gave us those key fobs. So instead of locking my keys in the car twice a year, I now just lose the key twice a year. What would you do with a brain if you had one? But I understand, like, human nature, and I can assess society really well. Like, when you see me on these shows, I'm on the big news shows doing political analysis because I get it. And I don't have any background in politics. I'm not patting myself on the back. My superpower is that I don't have one. I'm just looking at this like a human being. So when you see ad agencies spend multi-billion dollar campaigns on things their clientele does not like. It's because their mission purpose has changed. They're no longer running commercials trying to cater to your preferences as a customer. They're trying to make your preferences theirs. You're absolutely right. They're not trying to cater to your views. They're trying to change your views. That is correct. That's what's going on here.
Oh, all these years they put us in bikinis. That's terrible. That's what she said. Are you stupid or something? No, she knows better. She knows you like chicks in bikinis. She knows guys like girls. She knows girls like girls. She knows girls that look good want to look good. They don't want to look bad. They don't mind. You know, it's stupid. But they're trying to bring you into this new way of seeing the world where you prioritize corporate social credit scores, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They don't want you to run into the beer fridge and say, oh, which beer do we like the best? They want you to run into the beer fridge and prioritize the ones with the highest social credit scores. Hey, I just worked a double shift. I bet you could use a cool one. No, not a cool one. Oh, that's sexist. What do you mean? What is this, the 2010s or the 90s or the 80s? When they just drank beer because they liked it? No, I don't want a cool one. I need a woke one. Everything woke turns to That's what's going on. People don't drink beer because of social credit scores. They drink beer because they like beer. They want a cold beer. Remember those Coors commercials where they just stuck a beer in a river? <laughs> like, wow, cold beer brewed in the Rockies. Sounds good. Okay, and then you had all the other, the twins or pillow fighting and mud wrestling and the bikini chicks and everything in between. Okay, beer, women and beer. That's it's Man, you really could run for office. Emily Campagna was just in here, and I outed her on the air because she was talking during the commercial break. She went camping. So the reason I'm such good friends with her and she gets on so well with my family is she just, she loves to eat. You know what I mean? She likes to eat. She likes to drink beer. And she still likes to put on a bikini and look good. She was a, a head a cheerleader. She's the head cheerleader for the Oakland Raiders. Okay, understand. And was in Coors Light commercials in a bikini. And didn't think it was a bad thing. Didn't think she was objectified. She thought, oh, my God, this is amazing. Somebody thinks I look good enough in a bikini that they'll pay me to put one on and help sell beer. That's flattering. That's not demeaning to women. Okay, but what they're doing now is they're trying to deny women the versatility of being a woman. You just have to be the one thing. Well, no, no, no. You want to be a woman now? You have to support abortion up until the second report card. Okay, with pro-life, that's not feminine. You're not supporting the No way. Okay, you want to be a woman now? You've got to be willing to compete against men. <laughs> that's not, it's not feminine. Not feminine. You cannot be a woman if you don't want to be in a locker room where some guy can whip his junk out at any moment. Nope, nope, nope. You are not a woman if you don't espouse those views. You want men in dresses in your locker or you are not a woman. I'm sorry, dear. No, ma'am. Okay, that's what they've reduced this to. Oh, you want to look sexy? Why, so all the good old boys can catcall you and objectify you for your looks? Nope, not a woman. No way. Get out in the barn, eat some hay. Come back to me when you're a horse. Then you'll be a woman. (laughs) That's what's going on. It's the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. You want to know what the proof is? I have a nationally syndicated talk show. I'm not smart enough to do this job, or at least I wasn't. But the world got so dumb around me that a guy went to community college. I don't know anything. I drove a taxi. I have no formal training in media or broadcasting. This is just a dude just crawling through the microphone and into your life. Just the most real dude you're ever going to meet. This is all I got, baby. But understand, I can now host the show because the world around me is so dumb.
And what's crazy to me is, like, I grew up believing the people who ran things in this country were smart. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Okay? We are plagued by weapons-grade stupidity at the tippy-top of our government, at the tippy-top of every marketing firm in the country. Mad men have been replaced by mad them. There's no Don Draper. It's now Dawn Draper. And the customer's not always right. The customer's now always a bigot. Okay? Only an idiot would think that way. And a lot of these idiots have been hired. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's a typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon broadcasting live from New York. But as you know, I will be in Mesa, Arizona, June the 10th at the Mesa Performing Arts Center. Myself and Kennedy on the Laugh and Liberty Tour. Uh, joining us now on the show is a man who will not be there if security has their way. Uh, he is, of course, a superstar representative from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. Representative Andy Biggs back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm a, not being a gracious host by beating you to the first insult of the interview, uh, but I, every uh, but once I in a while. It. Yeah. I deserve it, man. Every, listen, every <laughs> once in a while, Biggs, you come in here guns blazing. It's a, You're like Gallagher smashing fruit all over the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I've just dropped a watermelon. It's great. <laughs> the sledgematic of radio, Representative <laughs> Andy Biggs joining us on the phone. So, I listen, I'm going to start with my top-line thought here, okay? And we've been discussing this for years, but what the Durham Pro basically confirmed is that everybody in the intel community that was going on TV every night saying there was collusion as far as the eye could see – knew that wasn't true. They knew it when they started the investigation. They knew that when they renewed the FISA warrants. They knew it when the investigation was over and they were just claiming Barr obstructed justice and wouldn't let us see the truth. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We've we've seen that Durham reports that they're just a bunch of liars in the intelligence and police apparatus of the United States of America. How's that? I know. At the federal level. Yeah. At the federal level, the highest levels, and does that inspire confidence in anybody? And, you know, uh, there goes another watermelon splatting on the ground. No, it doesn't. It well, does not. Well, there's a thing, man. I mean, you know, it's essentially them saying they don't trust the American people to choose who the president's going to be. Because for all intents and purposes, they tried to usurp the will of the voters by staging a soft coup. They wanted Trump to self-destruct, fire Mueller, so everybody in the media could be like, see, he had the goods on the guy. And then they'd railroad him out of office. And listen, man, there's nowhere world where anyone should be okay with that. But I think we're so far gone politically that one side won't even acknowledge this. No, I I think you're exactly right. I mean, you you use the term soft coup because there was no apparent uh, shooting. But Mm -hmm. but, uh, but when you add what we're talking about, which is the Durham report, and then you add in the fact that they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop yep. and everything that we're finding out that's affiliated to Hunter Biden, and you just go, well, how long has this been going on where you've had this weaponization of these of these agencies uh, who have been going after the American people and actually trying to control the outcomes of the elections? Because that's what this – make no mistake, you were right when you said it. This was to to change the outcome of the election. I mean, 
Uh, you know, we, we, we went to we, yeah, we went to bed in the USA and we woke up in the USSR. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's so crazy. But, you know, everyone who wants to yell at you about conspiracy theories, like, oh, these right-wing conspiracy theories. There's no bigger conspiracy theory in the history of the world than Russia has seized control of our government. And they ran with that for three years. I mean, that's bananas. It's like a James Bond movie or something, you know? And, uh, I mean, really, really crazy stuff. And the other thing, and I'm sure you can speak to this on some level, is the impact that has on just the functionality of government, the ability of the Trump administration to govern overseas, knowing that this was hanging over his head, and even domestically, knowing that every single act Trump engaged in as president for three years was met with, well, is he going to jail? What's going to happen here? I mean, on some level, isn't that alone hampering the well-being of the country when you, you know, put an anvil over a president's neck like that under false pretenses? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And think about it, because no, no, he couldn't get just anybody he wanted to even come in and work for him because he was under uh, investigation from the time he came down the golden escalator. Uh, uh, they were working against him. But I mean, if you were a talented, bright, young person, uh, would you go in and work for him? And and he got a lot of those people, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were afraid to go in there. And then a lot of them have actually been blackballed since mm-hmm. they left. Yep. They've been thrown out of their law firms. They've been thrown out of their, their uh, business concerns uh, because they worked with Donald Trump. And and I just view that as probably the, the biggest scandal uh, in the U.S. history, yep. uh, especially since you, you, you put it all together. And I gotta always add Hunter Biden because when you add Hunter Biden to it, oh yeah, um, it, it makes it makes it. Uh, we've gone from a PG thirteen to kind of a double X rated movie, <laughs> and that's what you get when you when you when you have all this co- uh, corruption going on, and then you throw in the spikes of Hunter. Uh, we're talking Arizona representative Andy Biggs. So, are you gonna tell me? That a guy who gets money through 15 LLCs and then puts it in the grandkids' bank account as something to hide? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Look, I time just, was. I just tell it, time was we all did that. I, I remember back on the farm. Who among us yeah. hasn't created 15 fake companies to wire money through on the way to the kids' accounts? I mean, come on, Biggs. It is kind of an amazing thing. And and I, I was just down looking at some more records yesterday, and, and I can't – they told me I can't mention this. I can't mention – I died to mention it. But let me just put it this way. There's another country involved. Oh, man. <laughs> and there's, and, and uh, you, you look at it and you just say, um, why are you using Venmo? Uh, you know, that's a clever way to, to yeah. launder money. But I, I, I just – I mean, the whole thing, you got, you got kids, you got – grandkids you got great nieces and nephews you got people that that we sit there and we're all trying to figure out well who is this person oh that's just his uh uh ex-wife's brother who uh, was married to his cousin uh you know (laughs) i mean it's it's so funny how like i grew up in a family like somebody would have like a daughter selling girl scout cookies and they would come around with like the list of boxes you might buy. The, the Bidens have someone coming around with a, the laundering money list. Like, all right, we need accounts. Yeah. Uh, who can sign up for this? Yeah, did you want some diamonds or did you want cash? <laughs> <laughs> we were buying dosi dos and tagalongs. They're getting diamonds and wire transfers. I did it wrong, Biggs. Yeah. I did it uh, wrong. You and me. You and me. My kids are now mad at me. They're like, hey, where's that secret account? Huh? Oh man. Huh? Do we have a timetable on when this new country is going to be revealed? Um, 
Should have asked. I, you know, I'd I come her on. I don't. I'd come her on yesterday. Yeah, yeah J- James and I have talked about other stuff. We haven't talked about that. I was because I had not heard of that country until I was oh. looking at re- uh, records yesterday. Oh, I had, heard, I had not heard of their involvement. The plot thickens. You just go, Holy nuts, bigs, nuts. Well, we're up against the commercial break. Smash another fruit for me, Gallagher. We'll do it again soon, brother. You're the best. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, girl. There it is. Back in action. Big hour of Fox Across America. Nikki Haley, Republican candidate for the presidency of the United States of America. Going to stop by in studio in this hour. We'll also get to some of your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons. And we will take a hard look at the 2024 race and some borderline criminal actions affecting the 2016 and 2020 races by members of our DOJ, FBI, and certainly members of the intel community like John Brennan and Adam Schiff, good old Adam Schiff, what a loser he is. This guy will say anything. We can prove that really quickly. So if you didn't catch the findings in yesterday's Durham report, and you need to know this about this show, it is not a political show. Like, I'm a conservative. I'm not doing a conservative talk show. I get on the air every day, and I do an American talk show. Freedom! Meaning I'm only coming at these issues. Yeah, like, I'd lean to the right. I wouldn't lie to you. Okay, but I come at these issues not on like a, well, what would be good for the Republican Party? That's not my job, dude. They can't. They're counting on me. They're screwed. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, I'm not here to save a party. I'm not here to sway elections. I'm here to force an honest conversation on people who consume politics. You're not getting a lot of them out there. A lot of people are activists masquerading as journalists. That's what's going on overwhelmingly so on the left. And if that weren't the case, they would all be apoplectic over the findings of John Durham. Now, I'll start here really quickly. Jake Tapper, okay, as you know, is hosting a show over at CNN. CNN is the worst. You might feel that way, but give him credit. Jake Tapper was a guy who talked about Russian collusion forever. But even he himself yesterday called the findings in the Durham report devastating to the FBI. Here it is, clip two. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. I mean, there you go. It does exonerate Donald Trump. Why? Because it says when it comes to Russian collusion. It was made up by these sick people. Here's one of them. Okay. Adam Schiff saying there is ample evidence, ample evidence of collusion. You're a liar. This is, of course, what he was saying publicly. Behind closed doors, under the penalty of perjury. Was Adam Schiff saying we found collusion? The answer would be no. Is John Brennan saying we found collusion? The answer would be no. How about Andrew McCabe? What was he saying? Any collusion? The answer would be no. No, and I'll get to his clip too. But here's Adam Schiff, clip three. There's this ample evidence of collusion uh, of the campaign, and it's very much in the public record. Have you seen, do you have direct evidence of collusion with Russia? Well, I think there is direct evidence, and there is significant evidence of collusion, and we've set that out uh, time and time again. 
Garbage like you just makes me sick. He says with a straight face, there is direct evidence and significant evidence. And we've set that out time and time again. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, they didn't set out any. Okay, here are the findings of the Durham report. The Durham report's job was not to send people to prison. It was to get to the bottom of the investigation into Donald Trump. This was the investigation of the investigators. And the pull quotes from the Durham report are this. Indeed, based on the evidence, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation. So to be clear, okay, they did not possess any actual evidence of collusion. So when you hear Adam Schiff say significant evidence, direct evidence, ample evidence that we've laid out time and time again. You were lying your ass off. But he was willing to set the country on fire going on TV every day. Oh, we got all this collusion. This guy's a serious ass. Okay, here's Andrew McCabe, guy who was directing the FBI, telling CVS Trump may have won this thing with the aid of Russia. Clip four. I was speaking to the man who had just run for the presidency and, and, and won the election for the presidency and who might have done so with the aid of the government of Russia, our most formidable adversary on the world stage. And that was something that troubled me greatly. You're the lowest form of life on earth. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. Why, you little maggot, you make me want to vomit. Straight up. Because understand, here's the next finding. So that's Andrew McCabe, director of the FBI. I was speaking to the man who had just run for the presidency and won, who might have done so with the aid of the government of Russia, our most formidable adversary on the world stage, which, by the way, Russia ain't like top five right now. China's number one. I'm not on Putin's side, but Russia is a gas station with nukes. Are they bad? Yeah, but they peaked a long time ago. Russia is basically like the Joe Biden of countries. Come on, man. (laughs) They suck, but they peaked. The strength of their powers happened a long time ago. I agree with that. But anyway, here's the other finding, because that's McCabe, former head of the FBI, saying Trump won with the help of Russia. It's the other finding from the Durham report. Are you ready? FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight they they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause. Oh, wow. So FBI personnel have acknowledged that both at the time they started the probe and thereafter, that they didn't have nothing. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. So when McCabe goes on TV, you understand in 2019 he was lying. This was a soft coup attempt. This was the DOJ, unelected bureaucrats in Washington, not happy with the outcome of the 2016 election. So they staged a soft coup attempt. What I mean by that is they started feeding the media a narrative that Trump colluded with Russia and was getting ready to go to jail for it. He's going to get thrown out of the office. Soft coup. Why do I say that? 
because every day they leaked one anonymously sourced bombshell from this air quotes investigation after another to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, over at CNN. CNN, we got collusion as far as the eye can see. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But they strategically leaked this stuff. James Comey leaked this stuff. James Comey, understand, knew that Trump had nothing to do with Russia. Knew nothing. He had nothing to do with it. But they leaked this stuff anyway, hoping that Trump would get so overwhelmed by all of these anonymously sourced bombshells, he'd get so frustrated about the fact that he couldn't do anything as president without first being asked when he was going to jail and whether or not his kids are going to testify against him. They were hoping Trump would eventually just say, ah, enough's enough, and just fire Mueller, at which point everybody in the media could create the perception that he fired Mueller. Because deep down, he really had something to hide. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, I get it, dude. And that's exactly what it was. And every Intel official that'll come on here with a background and the House of Representatives, the law enforcement will tell you the same thing. Okay, when you actively engineer an investigation, knowing there's no cause, justification, or true motive for this investigation, okay, that would normally be a procedural crime. But because we have a politicized DOJ, a politicized FBI doing the bidding of establishment candidates like Hillary Clinton, nobody's going to jail. Okay, and understand this was all done on behalf of a woman, Hillary Clinton, who is as full of as anyone who's ever going to live. This is not okay. Sure it is. Here's Hillary after the election. She's on Comedy Central lying about how the origins of this intel and vetting it and she has a responsibility as the campaign to make sure what you're sharing is accurate hey 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 before i play this clip just understand what you're listening to this woman her campaign they were sitting around august of 2016 knowing that her private email server was a big liability they went out and fabricated a story that trump was colluding with an alpha bank A representative of her campaign then briefed the FBI based on their fake story. At which point the Clinton campaign announced and tweeted, oh, the FBI is investigating this connection to Trump and an alpha bank. But do you understand? She was the one who started the frickin' story. Do you get it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? These people are sociopaths, and they're so craven in their quest for power, they'll say anything. And do you understand? Listen, I can't prove to you that the 2020 election was stolen. I don't know that. i got to be responsible. But do you get where Donald Trump could never trust the legitimacy of anything that happens to him based on how they've repeatedly demonstrated over and over again that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping him? Even after he won the election, here's Hillary. What also didn't come out, which I think is an even bigger problem, um, as I write in the book, is that the American people didn't even know that the FBI was investigating the Trump campaign because of connections with Russia starting in the summer of 2016. So I know that voters should have had that information. That's something that may have influenced some people. And it's part of what happens uh, in a campaign where you get 
information that may or may not be useful, and you try to make sure anything you put out into the public arena is accurate. And right. so this thing didn't come out until after the election, and it's still being uh, evaluated. But the fact of the FBI investigation into the Trump campaign and Russia should have come out. I mean, garbage like you just makes me sick. Do you understand what you're dealing with here? She said, wow, people don't know this, but the FBI began investigating in the 2016 election. Do you want to know why they began investigating? Because they gave them the lead. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Think about that. They gave the Clinton campaign gave the FBI a lead. Hey. We're not here on behalf of the Clinton campaign. That's what they said. Come on. Don't bullshit me. No, we're not here on behalf of the campaign. We just, you know, as a concerned citizen, we wanted you to know that Trump is talking to this alpha bank in Russia. What's up with that? Am I right, guys? And then they went out themselves and leaked to the press. You know, the FBI is looking into this Trump-Russia thing, right? That's what they did. Do you get it? So understand that Trump you know, is never going to admit that anything negative that happens to him is on the level because they've demonstrated time and time again that nothing is beneath them when it comes to stopping him. What the question becomes now is this is certainly going to help Trump in the primaries. He's like 61 percent in the Republican primary. Now, none of this matters till they get on the stage and debate and everybody's into the race. It'll look completely different when they snow globe this thing, turn it upside down, shake up the village and let everything fall back into place. But the point is, a lot of people wonder if this is some kind of a fool's gold, meaning this boosts Trump in the Republican primaries. But people going to the polls in 2024, they really don't care about 2016. They don't. I'm not going to lie to you. They don't. No one's voting like ah, inflation's high. The border's a mess. But more importantly, the 2016 election. It's not a deliverable. Just the same as Hunter Biden's not a deliverable. Like if they found corruption, I want it prosecuted. Of course I do, because if they are compromised, we're compromised. But what they need to run on, in truth, if we were talking about elections, is just how bad of a job Joe Biden's doing, because he probably pound for pound is the worst president we've ever had in the history of this country, if we were being fair. Correct the mundo. So I think that's where they're supposed to run. But as far as everybody in the FBI who perpetrated this hoax, you know, who lit the country on fire night after night with claims of collusion and the walls are closing in and went on TV with a straight face, said this with no regard for the impact it had on the country. OK, with no regard for how much harder it made the president's job because you couldn't engage in anything domestic or foreign policy without someone saying, so what's up? Is this guy going to jail? We got a perp walk. What's happening here? OK, they weakened our country. They undermined our ability to operate on the world stage, and they knew it was a scam. Okay? People should be held accountable for that. People should be, I'm not even kidding, disbarred on the law front and imprisoned if they were people operating with security clearances that just undermined everybody's faith in the integrity of our intelligence community by telling us straight up, oh, you don't understand, it's collusion everywhere, knowing full well they were full of it. Every one of those people is human garbage. Talking to you, John Brennan. He should be behind bars. And I'm talking to you too, Adam Schiff. He should be behind bars. Just absolute human trash. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
You know, one of the reasons the Republican primaries are going to be as heated as they are is because the guy in office right now is surrounded uh, by a lot of people who have no idea what they're doing. Tell them like it is. Including him. He's a moron. The vice president's a moron. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Here's Joe Biden at Howard University. I just want to give you an appreciation for just how much of a clown this gentleman happens to be. He's telling Howard University white supremacy is the most dangerous threat in the country right now. That is a fact check false. Just uh, play along at home, okay? Because we're going to piggyback off of this clip with one more clip. It's clip 26. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. I mean, what a jackass. That was embarrassing. Okay, so hear me out here. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. Well, here he is somewhere else saying something else. Clip 27. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. Whoa, hey, hold on. Because there'll be significant population movements, fights over land, millions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia because of the fights over what is arable land anymore. You are so full of Did you catch that? Biggest threat is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. That's the claim, he said. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, here he is in the next room going, oh, the biggest thing is climate change. He'll, he's an old school politician. He'll tell anybody what they want to hear. I'm in a room full of people with blue hair and, and lobe piercings in their nose. Oh, I get it. These are climate change idiots. These are white people who think they're saving the planet. They're crazy. Oh, I'm in an HBCU. I'll tell them racism. And that's exactly what he's doing. Joe Biden is the problem. Okay, the guy's in his late hundreds. And he's campaigning as if the only people that will ever hear what he says that day are the people in the room. He doesn't realize it's being recorded. He doesn't realize it can be played back and easily disproven. So he continues to tell one room, I'm only saying this to you. I say it to you. He's lying his fat face off. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Nikki Haley in studio coming up in the next break. Jim Jordan, guy was on the show all the time. Next Monday, uh, the 22nd of May, I'm going to be down in D.C. doing the show from the swamp. Uh, Jordan is co-hosting the first hour of the show in studio right there at the Fox Bureau. Kat Kamek also going to be hosting a full hour. The word on the street is Byron Donalds might join us if he can take time out from his Hollywood TV career. BD, all over the telly right now. Uh, but open invitation there as well. We're trying to work this stuff out, uh, coordinating travel. As you know, I'm going down to Clearwater. Then I'm over to D.C. But Jim Jordan was on Hannity last night 
talking about anti-Trump bias in the U.S. intel community in both 2016 and 2020. Here it is, clip 12. In 2016, it was the Clinton campaign working with the FBI to go after President Trump and his election, his campaign. In 2020, it was 51 former CIA agents and, and intel officials working with the Biden campaign to do the same thing. So we've seen it twice now. One, it was the FBI. The second one, it was former intel officials, but the same objective to go after President Trump and keep him from being president. This report was as tough as you could get. It said the Comey FBI failed to uphold its mission of fidelity to the law. Think about that. Failed to follow the laws, what it found. No evidence, no predicate, no evidence whatsoever to start this investigation. Think about that. They broke the law. The FBI's response to this, this is my favorite thing in the world, okay? This is my favorite thing. So these guys were found to have knowingly lied to obtain warrants. The FBI reacts to yesterday's findings by saying, we've already issued corrective actions, which have been in place for some time. So you're telling me it took a corrective action to tell FBI agents not to lie under oath? I mean, up until now, we would just tell them, say whatever the hell you want. I mean, the point is, this is a scam. It can't be taken seriously. And they were doing this to protect a Democratic candidate for the White House. They did this again in 2020 with the Hunter Biden laptop. You should be bothered by the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, that's election interference, straight up. Okay, 51 intelligence members, uh, members of the intelligence community, signed a letter saying it was classic Russian disinformation, knowing full well that it wasn't. Do you understand? That's election interference. They're getting a story off the table that could be potentially damaging to one side. All the people telling you they want to protect democracy are the ones undermining democracy. And it's not just elections they're not protecting, it's the border. Let me give you one, because we never get to do this. Okay, I'm very critical of the Cuomos. As you know, our former dirtbag governor got kicked out of office, talking about Hansy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Of course. And why did he get in trouble? Because of, uh, you know, had a little problem with office etiquette around the ladies. You ever seen a grown man naked? So as you'd imagine, his brother, who was ultimately fired for conspiring with him to cover up that scandal and trash witnesses, I don't really make a habit of praising Chris Cuomo. You know, I'm sure I'd, you know, work in with him at the gym while he's doing pull-ups or squats or whatever the hell he's always doing. Like a, anyone sh- live streaming their workouts, by the way, is a jackass. Can we just can we just agree on that? We don't need to see you working out. So, again, it's not every day that I'd get to praise Chris Cuomo or even take a, a position in agreement. But here he is, Chris Cuomo, of all people, trashing this administration for ignoring the border. Clip 21. The media made a big mistake taking a pass on this because we don't have the spectacle of massive crowds, okay? Because the absence should be more frightening because we need to know the answer of where they are. And it really is an indication of how broken this system is. And you have to remember, we do this to ourselves, okay? This border is not secure because that's the way the people in power prefer it, right? and left are wholly unreasonable on this issue. The right couldn't wait for the hordes to come through. And then when they didn't, we have our president laughing. Ha, ha, ha. It's not as bad as you expected. Really, with record numbers being processed and released into America, it's no laughing matter. But if it is a joke, the joke is on us. 
because the people in power are allowing this to continue. And he's not wrong there. Okay, but whenever you hear somebody like Mayorkas telling you, well, you know, we just need to pass this legislation. People aren't coming to the border because of legislation. They're coming to the border because they're getting in. Straight up. Border enforcement is not immigration reform. Okay, policy. Policy is one thing. Enforcement is another. And when they conflate the two because they'd rather run on the issue than solve it, we all become less safe as a result. That's the problem right now. The border, the Biden clip he was referring to is Biden was in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware over the weekend. I don't remember that ever happening. But it was. It did. Here it is. His talking to reporters, clip 22. I think things are going at the border, sir. Much better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> Do you have any plans to visit no, the border? No, I think. Pardon me? Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term, no. No, it'd just be disruptive, not anything else. I mean, dude. You are so full of sh- It would just be disruptive. No, I can't go. It's not as bad as we expected, really. Six million people have come into this country. It is an all-time record. Resources are strained. Veterans are getting kicked out of hotel rooms to accommodate migrants who snuck into the country. So if you fought for this country, you're in the streets. But if you snuck on in, you're in the suites. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Last. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. Oh, we're slowing it down. Like it's a middle school dance. The Spandau Ballet, she says. Folks, I tell you all the time, our country is in need of bold leadership. Uh, this next candidate for the Republican nomination for the president of the United States is only one brave enough to come on the show twice, which means she's either a bold leader or a heavy drinker. Or it's a lot of fun. A little bit of, oh, how about that? She's buttering me up now. Last time she came in, guns blazing, wiped out the studio. But Nikki Haley is back in the house, and the crowd goes wild. Good to see you. Thanks. It's great to be back. It's good for morale. I like having you around. We, we get into music. We do a lot off the air. People That's should true. know that. We That's have like a true. second show. Like We should release the director's. Like behind the scenes. Yeah, we should release the director's cut. You know how a movie comes out and then they're like, these are the scenes that didn't make it? Like you and I talking about traveling was a good show. There was a good travel show. It's true. It's Come true. Come on, Nikki Haley. Well, you're back in New York. Um, unfortunately, you do have to pay for your hotel because you didn't sneak into the country. That is true. I don't know. I hate to tell you. No free cell phone for me either. I don't know. I don't know how the campaign budgeted for this trip, but you will have to pay because you are a legal citizen. It's a weird time, I know. (laughs) Um, Are you kind of surprised by the brazen nature of putting the needs of people coming into the country ahead of the people who have not only lived here legally, but in a lot of instances fought to protect this country? We've seen veterans evicted from hotels. I mean, it is the twilight zone, and it is the most un-American thing I can imagine. You know, these, these people were willing to shed blood for us, and we're going to say, oh, go ahead. We need you to leave so that we can allow people who didn't come here legally, and we're going to go take care of them instead of the ones that defended our freedoms. It, it defies all logic. That part drives me crazy. I mean, we were just reading a report that they're going to be housing migrants in school gyms. So you're talking about, like, imagine you're playing a game of Red Rover, but they're actually sending people over. It used to just be, like, the people in class. It's a weird time to be alive. But what I'm amazed by is almost the indifference. This is a humanitarian crisis. 
Um, the numbers we've already hit since this president took office are, you know, not, never before seen in the country. But what happens at the border winds up in 50 states. I mean, have you heard about it in your travels? When you're on the road, is the border something that comes up when you're in Iowa? I mean, this is more than a crisis. This is a national security threat. Mm-hmm. Iran has said the easiest way to come into America is through the southern border. And we're just saying, come on in. We'll give you a cell phone and we'll give you some money along the way. I mean, the problem is we have to acknowledge what happened. I went to the border and I didn't just pull a Kamala go and come back. <laughs> I went 400 miles down that border. What mm-hmm. I saw was unthinkable. You see... Literally, these ranchers wake up in the morning, and they go see if anybody died crossing their fence. They go and pick up whatever little kids were left behind. Sheriffs said they go and they turn over illegal immigrants to Border Patrol. Border Patrol documents them and releases them until their court date three or four years from now. Yeah, that's been And when I talked to Border Patrol, they said, you want to know what we do? We're glorified babysitters. Five million illegal immigrants have come into this country. That's crazy. We can't afford one person, not one. And why are they allowing it to happen? I don't know. Well, that's the part that drives me crazy. We're talking to Nikki Haley, Republican candidate for the president of the United States of America. God, it sounds so flashy. Listen to you. You got all (laughs) fancy on me, Haley. We used to be pals. Now look at you now. Look at you now. Um, but it's so crazy to me because one of the things happening right now is the Democrats and Secretary Mayorkas are certainly doing this. He's conflating policy with border enforcement and saying, well, you know, until we get the policy we want. But people aren't coming because of the policy. They're, beco- they're coming because of the lack of enforcement. Aren't we on some perverse level incentivizing them to do this? We totally are. You're waving the, the green flag. I mean, think about when they first started coming. They were wearing Biden T-shirts. When they got there. I mean, and the ones that are winning are the cartels. It's not the American people. I mean, we can feel it with the crime on the streets. You can see it with what's happening in our hospitals and our schools. Every state's a border state. The fentanyl, number one cause of death now of adults 18 to 49, fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Don't think China doesn't know exactly what they're doing. And our enemies are laughing. Think about it. Our enemies are laughing, thinking, what in the world are they doing? We look so distracted. What it reminds me of a lot at the border really quick is, you know, when you're a young kid in college, There's always one bar in town that's not checking ID. And once the word gets out that everyone can get in, guess what happens? They're packed. Everyone gets in. There it is. (laughs) It's so banana. And it drives me crazy. But there's so many other things I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, so let's get into this, too, because there's a lot going on. Okay, you and I were talking off air about how the fact that the presidential race isn't really the race yet. It's like the Kentucky Derby. I was saying to you, we're finding out the horses in each skate. And, uh, you know, we're watching the jockeys and we're learning about other races they run. But the race doesn't really start till you guys all get in the ring together. OK. And you start debating. Do you expect a full debate stage? Do you think Trump's going to debate, first of all? Because he keeps saying he doesn't want to. I think, you know, I think he will. I think he's trying to leverage. I mean, at this point, you know, for him to get on the stage, it could only hurt him, really. Mm -hmm. So I see why he's trying to hold out. But at the end of the day, he's not going to want to be called a coward. He's not going to want to be said he's not on there. And I think, you know, you have to look at 2016. Ted Cruz in July, which we're not even there yet, he was at 4%. By October, he was at 10%. By January, he won Iowa caucus. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at Scott Walker. He was above 20%, the golden child at that point. Mm -hmm. He never made it to Iowa. So a lot's going to happen. The first debate's in August in Wisconsin, second one at Reagan Library in September. I mean, by fall, things are going to really start moving. Right now is... You know, the calm before the storm. You know, people, Mike Tyson, famous fighter, used to say, you know, everybody has a plan till they get hit in the mouth. Uh, Are you the Mike Tyson of this campaign? Or they get kicked with a heel. Either one. Everybody's got a plan. 
Well, I don't want you to be the Mike Tyson. You can't bite off my ear because I, <laughs> I have a hard enough time hearing as a radio host. If you take one of these away, I got big problems. I remember seeing that fight. Were you watching that? Yes, holy shit. I was watching it like live. Like you saw the piece of ear, the whole thing. It was, it a was whole unbelievable. Yeah. I remember Miss Mills Lane was yelling. He was the ref. He's like, he bit his ear off. And we were like, wait, what do you mean? How is that a thing? But it was a thing. It was, it a was thing. totally a thing. Oh, Nikki Haley's in studio, a sports fan. We forget about that. We've talked music. We've talked sports. Um, the one thing that I would worry about, the reason I couldn't be you, especially going back to Iowa, is there's so much good fried fair food in Iowa. Like, I couldn't go. I would have to be – if I was on your campaign, I'd have to work via Zoom. I'd be, I'd be like 800 pounds right You know, now. we haven't been to the fair yet, but everybody's like, don't eat anything. Don't eat anything. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, apparently it's quite the to-do. No, no, they're not, it's a hazing ritual. I've been there. They, you know what happens? People in the heartland, okay, are such wonderful, good-natured people. They are. But they don't know the difference between hospitality and hazing. Okay, (laughs) meaning they don't offer you like a burger at the fair. They offer you 67 burgers. They don't buy you a drink. They buy you enough that you fear for your life. That's my that's what it's like to be me on the road. So I can't imagine what it's like to be you. Well, and that's like in the South, too. People are offended if you don't take it. Yeah. Now, that's a thing. So you've got to be as a gracious guest. Okay, I guess I will have 33 pounds of barbecue. Okay, great. It's tough on the road. Uh, Let me ask you another thing I wanted to talk about. We get the findings in the Durham probe yesterday which, again, I think is such an embarrassment to the DOJ and everybody who kind of perpetrated this thing. Um, I don't know that we're going to see any full accountability. It seems like there's a real indifference to this story in the media. But in a perfect world, what could a President Haley do in this situation? We have to have accountability. Uh I mean, this is a scandal. The idea that our top law enforcement agency didn't follow the law Mm -hmm. and the idea that it was politically motivated, I mean – That's what happens in third world countries. That's what I I fought at the United Nations and saw that's not America. So not only does there need to be accountability, we need to go. Everybody whose fingerprints are on this need to be fired. Every one of their managers and supervisors needs to be fired. Heads need to roll for this. And Democrats need to be speaking up. This isn't just something that can happen to Republicans. It can happen to Democrats, too. And they should care just as much. Those that are being dismissive of it, and I saw on MSNBC. They're just saying this wasn't a big deal. You know what? Be careful because this is America. And the second you start allowing corruption in your agencies like this, it's all over. We can't allow that to happen. There's got to be some accountability. I mean, yeah. Would you be concerned? We're talking to Nikki Haley. Would you be concerned if you win this election that they wouldn't try to backdoor you into harm's way? Because that's essentially what they did to Trump. It was like a soft coup attempt. Well, let's be clear. I mean, I was governor. So the first thing I did was go into my agencies, and I would do that as president. You go into your agencies, you clean house. You go and you pull out any regulations and rules, but you also take out your, you know, those spoiled eggs that are sitting there, like, causing problems within your agencies. That's the first thing you do when you get into office. And he didn't do that. I would do that. I know the importance of doing that and cleaning up your agencies before you even start dealing with Congress, that's what we would do. It's funny because, you know, as an outsider to government in that regard, it's almost a disadvantage. The people like it because they go, oh, it's great. We got a regular guy going in there. But then you don't understand how the process works and you don't realize, as you just said, the need to kind of snow globe this thing. You got to take the village, shake it up upside down and let it reset. Especially when you're changing parties. Yeah. It's really important that you go out and you take up, take out that middle senior management that Uh actually pushes legislation that doesn't agree with who's in office. So Nikki Haley wins the presidency. It's a busy week on LinkedIn. Yes, it is. It says a lot going on on LinkedIn. A lot of of, of people updating skills. We're cleaning with more than a broom. I'll tell you that. (laughs) She's going in like that deep clean. That's what my my wife, my wife wanted to 
a deep clean for Mother's Day. I did not get her that. My oh. wife, I got her Zach Brown tickets. She wants to go see Zach Brown. She likes a concert. I can't get, I can't get cleaning for Mother's Day. The right thing to do if I'm a decent person would be to do the cleaning. No, the right thing to do would be do both. Yeah, th- clean right. and then take her to the Zach all Brown right, concert. Jenny, I stand corrected. Nikki Haley is just now offering her services as a marriage counselor. And and to be honest with you, my wife's willing to pay for this. I think I'm multi talented. I think it's garbage. Personally, I liked you better as a presidential <laughs> candidate than a marriage counselor. But give me this. Has CNN offered you a town hall yet? They have. Get out of town, Nikki Haley. Is that a thing? Is it coming? You'll have to wait and see. How about if she comes on with a cliffhanger? Uh, I think that's awesome. And I, I want more of what we call crosstalk. That was the one thing I appreciated about Trump going. It's the one thing I would absolutely cheer on about you going is I think as conservatives, we welcome the idea battle. That's we right. want these platforms. So you, you have my full support if you show up. You need to. Because- I mean, that's, that's America, right? A democracy. I mean, that's when I was at the United Nations. That's what countries loved about us uh-huh. was that we had the debate. Yes. Imagine that. And the idea is we were never supposed to agree on everything. We were allowed to be free-range chickens, e pluribus unum, out of many one. Do you remember growing up when you could agree to disagree? Yes. Now it's like you disagree. You're like, you're the worst person who ever lived. No, now it's hating on each other. And the problem is, like, people won't even make eye contact anymore. It's crazy. No. Well, if you're watching CNN, the Mike Tyson of politics is coming. It might be coming. No ear biting. No ear biting. Don King has not officially sanctioned the match, but this was a great battle as always. Nikki Haley, I miss you already. Oh, it's fun. We'll be back soon. Rock and roll. There she goes, the great Nikki Haley. There we go. We'll see you on the TV tonight. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.